Alrighty, g'day, g'day, and welcome back to another episode of The Experience. Of course, it's your host, Bradley J. Driver. We're here across the ditch. We're doing a, a Trans-Tasman special today. i got a man that's over in the NZ, um, our brothers and sisters over there. And, you know, we love our guests from the NZ when they come into The Experience. It's always a special one, a special episode. This one is as well because it is so unique. It's so diverse to anyone that I've had on the show yet. We're talking a bit of plant-based food. That's right. We're talking about the stuff that grows from the ground and we're going to dive into that and explain why that's so special a little bit later in this episode. But today's guest is someone that you may know if you listen to guys like Isaac John. He's featured on ISA show a few times. He's got his own podcast, the Planting Seeds podcast. He's got a food truck. He's got a business. He's doing so much in the world. He's an outspoken character for all the right reasons. He's sharing some incredible messages Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the man that you may know off social media as the plant-based Maori. So from your home, your car, or wherever you are, give a very warm welcome to, I'm going to hopefully nail this, Rhaenyra. Is that right, bro? Beautiful, bro. I've it's got to roll those brother. R's. We, we had a little chat about that before. <laughs> I love to pronounce people's names correctly because no one ever gets driver right. Um, so I always pay respect to those names. How are you, brother? I'm doing good, bro. You know, I think that's an important thing to to sort of like touch on. And I've only recently actually um, been sort of acknowledging, you know, the effort that people do put in into the pronunciation of my name and other people's names for that matter. Because it is, right, it, 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 it's, it's our identity. It is who we are. And and for a long time, and, and I still get caught out doing it, right, when I just, like, ring up someone and they ask for my name when I'm going to the doctors, I'll say my name's Ranira, and I'll just spell it out straight away. Like, you know, just because people aren't necessarily familiar or will know how to pronounce it. So now I just got to have more discipline and just sort of, like, saying this is my name and, you know, just be patient and allowing the other person to at least try or, you know, give them that opportunity to sort of like inquire about it as opposed to me shutting off that learning experience for the other person. So now I appreciate that, but I really do. No, brother, I respect you a lot. And, and I'm so glad to have you on the show. You recently got back to me in the last week or so. We, we teed this up pretty quickly, um, but I can imagine yep. you get buried in the DMs, buried in requests to do these kinds of shows and, and to, to do lots of content. You're someone I come across maybe even a few years back um, when you first featured on the ice project, he's a guy that I listen to quite regularly and really enjoy his content. And I loved your story. You've got a really unique story. You can see, I have to say you have maybe the best voice in the pod in the world of podcasts. <laughs> like your voice is, is such a nice tone to it. It's so easy to listen to, which is partly why I enjoy listening to your content so much, but I really want to dive into your journey today. And give the people on, on my end of the show and the listeners of the experience a real, I guess, rundown of your identity, who you are, what you stand for and the journey you've been on the last couple of years, because it is profound. Um, like I said earlier in the intro, if people follow you on social media, um, they'll see your name, but they might know you as the plant-based Maori, which um, I guess says a lot about your brand and who you are and what you stand for. So give us a rundown. What is your identity? Who are you? And and let's start off maybe with, if I'm correct in saying that you're from Fakatane in NZ. 
Yes, bro. So Fakatani is um is my little slice of paradise, and I think the people over the ditch over in Australia will commonly know it as Benji Marshall's hometown. And yes. you know, it is it is like it is the slice of paradise. It is such a beautiful place to be. And you know, me and my wife talk about it often. Every time we go away and we think about coming back home, we just feel so grateful and blessed just to be in this sort of township you know it's not you it's not necessarily um a go-to destination for most people but when you sort of like get here and you sort of get your feet planted and you can notice that the ocean's right there the rivers are right there the snow mountain is about a two-hour drive the lakes are about 30 minutes away so it's like such a perfect destination for for so many different reasons right and uh, for me growing up here um, you you don't see it. You don't see the blessing for what it is. It's not until you go out and see the world and you experience different things that make you realize like, yo, you know, I've got a good. And, you know, when I talk about my upbringing, bro, it's um, very blessed, very fortunate. You know, I think about, you know, my parents, I think about uh, my family, I think about my friends. And I think the only thing that I could really sort of like come down to it was just growing up you you're so vulnerable and you're so unaware of the things that are happening within you as well as around you right and so I was very responsive to my emotions I was very responsive to my emotions so I was a very um old people back here would call him like a sucky bubble or someone who's just always complaining and moaning about certain things right and that was me bro that was me and I think that was just always just getting that comfort and that nurture from my old lady now my heart out mama's boy I'm proud and I'm that that's just who I am and how I was raised from a beautiful woman and so having that kind of um upbringing it I don't know at the time, you know, why I was like that. I didn't think there was anything wrong with me, but I've just sort of like come to sort of like understand in my journey now that, bro, we're all just learning, right? We're all just so on that journey of trying to understand who we are. And I feel the way that I was growing up was just there was no understanding of that, right? I didn't really Hmm. have an idea of who I was. I was just trying to fit in right I was just trying to fit in but I was doing it in the wrong ways I was trying to be someone I was trying to act in a different way and then that sort of like tore me I guess a bit further from the truth that I sort of like knew so it's been like a crazy journey bro but I wouldn't change it for the world Um, I've made plenty plenty mistakes Um, I've hurt some really close people in my life and I think my journey now is all about not necessarily righting the wrongs, but learning from the mistakes and just learning how to be a better man on a day-to-day basis. It's really humbling to hear you say that because I, I think most people can really understand that and have great empathy for that. You know, like you said, when you're young, you were so impressionable and you really believe everything you're told. You believe almost the identity that the world has placed on you because you, you don't really know how to craft it or the direction that you want to take yet. And it's not mm. until you're a little bit older that you increase that self-awareness and start to understand the importance of that journey of self-discovery, I should say. Where did that start for you? Did you leave school typically 18 years of age and, and go on to do a degree or did you go into the workforce? You know, how did that shape? Because you've created a very unique path for yourself now, one that I look at and 
and I love and I love to see it because I'm on that similar path trying to create I guess almost forge my own it's kind of a path that isn't walked by too many people too often um, so mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about your journey outside of school and into adulthood. I think, you know, my biggest sort of like teaching life has sort of been going through relationship breakups, right? It's been pretty much the catalyst for me. And, you know, there's, there's, there's physical pain. There is, you know, we have, we get pain from like losing loved ones, but I think the pain of like having a broken heart is just such a unbearable kind of thing to go through, you know, and when that happens, like more than once, it's like, bro, how much suffering or how much hurt are you willing to go through? And how much hurt are you willing to impose on the other person? You know, you got, you reach this crossroad, right? Where it's, you recognize patterns, you see, it's a familiar feeling, right? That mm. hurt feeling, it's familiar. You can associate it to different things, but you got to have that awareness. You got to have this feeling of like, yo, I don't deserve this and neither do other people around me. And there was this one decision. It was like, nah, man, I'm, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready to create different circumstances and outcomes for myself. And going through that kind of process, it did open things up. It was difficult because I had to face the fears I had to face the truth that it was never them, it was always me, you know, and that's the path that I still find myself on because it's never anything else, it's never anyone else, it's always me, you know, whether really that's a owning good the circumstances, thing, whether that's a, right? it's, it's taking ownership of the circumstances, right, because who are we to ever blame anyone, who are we to always be the victim of certain things, right you only get true healing you only get true growth through responsibility through acceptance through self-forgiveness through self-reflection and that's why this idea or this concept of self-love can be so difficult for so many people because we're not used to having that kind of i guess integrity or that kind of honesty with ourselves to even believe that love begins with self right? Because we have been taught that it comes from something external, whether it's in a person, whether it's in a job, whether it's from family, whether it's whatever. But I think my journey through self-love came through just really taking ownership of my emotions, my thoughts, my feelings, and my circumstances. That carved the path for me. And it's still carving the path, right? It's like a never-ending journey. But for me, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that I picked it up when I did because far too often we can see around and we see people just repeating the same mistakes. Mm, and I agree. This might be like a bold thing to say, but for me, it's if you know the mistake, but you keep acting in a way that's going to surface the same problems, I feel like that's just stupid, right? It's it's your there's a level of stupidity within that, right? And I understand the circumstances that surround people's actions and behaviors, but how much times do we need to learn the same mistake? Right? How much times are we turning 
a blind eye to what we need to do you know so for me i'm just really passionate when i fuck up when i make a mistake i'm like i need to feel it out i need to acknowledge my wrong i need to acknowledge my mistake and i just really put in so much effort to write that lesson I love hearing you say that because that's one of the things I've really enjoyed listening to your content and watching you as a creator, as someone who's really on that path of self-discovery is you really own your mistakes and you own those circumstances and really commit to things that you believe could change that part or that reason that you've reverted back to that. And one thing I want to ask you is you said that you feel your relationships within your lifetime have really been, I guess, the catalyst for that self-discovery and self-growth. Do you think those relationships have been necessities to bring out those traits in you? Or do you think that maybe in hindsight and looking back, you'd wished you'd entered less relationship and, and all, almost gone into that relationship with yourself a little bit more and had that alone time to, to delve into that? Or do you think the relationships were necessary to bring those things out? Well, yeah, you basically nailed it on the head, bro. Going through that kind of experience, that was what I surfaced, you know, within those relationships, it was felt like I was giving too much to them and not giving to myself. So the lesson was, first and foremost, how do I build this relationship with me, right? How do I build this relationship with me? And so I didn't have to rely on you know, someone else to fill my cup up, to make me feel loved, to make me feel worthy, right? If I can have that on lock before I meet someone else, then, you know, I would be in a much better position to sort of like not go down that same pathway. And fortunately enough, you know, it's played out, you know, I'm now with my wife and when we did meet, I was in a space where I was like, yo, um, I'm now feel like I'm in a good space within myself that I can open up my heart and open up myself to really go through that experience with someone else. And, you know, it's been such a blessing, bro. You know, it's been such a blessing. And I feel the way that I am now is, you know, is why I'm grateful for those past relationships because now I can be a better partner towards, you know, my wife today. You know, and it's it's a it's one of those full circle kind of things. And um yeah, bro, it's, it's the lesson that has given me the most reward for sure. That's so good to hear. I love hearing those, I guess, good news stories that come out of those struggles and those learnings. Would it be fair to say that a part of you discovering yourself and getting to that place where you felt you were ready to, you know, meet your wife and to, to dive into a relationship and a life with her was the, you know, I know you don't like to use the word vegan or veganism because it can... I guess, stir up some of those, those people that maybe aren't ready to hear that and aren't ready to dive into that experience. And I actually want to talk about why your business is named what it's named. I love that story mm. behind that and the meaning behind that. But was the, the veganism, and I know you've just recently come off a, a long-term journey with sobriety, um, were all of these things really those catalysts for, for finding your true self? hundred percent. Right. And, and we all know that saying that growth exists outside of our comfort zone, you know, and for me, I knew it, I knew it sort of like in my mind, I, I could see it, I could understand it, but I wanted to test that theory, right. I wanted to be like, I wanted to test it. So 
I did, bro. I embarked on a journey of sobriety for a year. And that was just my, because for a long time, you know, alcohol did have this power over me, I guess, that when I did drink, I would behave a little bit differently. I was, um, you know, having, I wouldn't say there are superficial relationships because I'm really sort of like still um, connected with a lot of these people, but we're only ever drinking, like catching up underneath Mm. the influence, those kinds of things. And in 2018, I just said, you know, let me just try and do something different, you know, a month. And I just tried out simple because it's not about going out hot out the gates because the other word that was really outside of growth, the second word that was just like ringing in my mind was just sustainability, right? How I'm not here just to grow. I'm here to, how can I grow sustainably? How can I really get the most out of this because if I just done something hard off the bat like alcohol was one thing right but then if I just added so many other drastic changes to my life without knowing what was going to be on the other side of that I would have easily failed right because it would just been too difficult so I would start out bro just by sort of learning a word a day right I'll start out by doing like 20 press-ups a day I'll start out by you know doing 100 squats whatever it may be and I just worked myself up you know, it was just like a gradual progression into doing harder things to it eventually going to going vegetarian in April. And I plan to go vegan, you know, back in December 2017, right? So I gave myself six months to go vegan for one month because that was like such a foreign kind of idea for me to even explore. But my best mate, fortunately, had been vegan for a period of time. So I knew there was support there. So when I went vegan in May, I just could have never foreseen how much it would impact my life. Like it just, it was like a click. It was, it was like the lead up that I have like everything that I've been through, right? And that lead up that year to the little things that I was doing on a day-to-day basis, it all clicked when I went vegan. Like everything just fell into place. It was like, this is what I've been preparing for because the feeling that I'm feeling at the moment, I haven't felt it before, right? And it felt like me surfacing what my purpose might be, right? Me surfacing me feeling like I'm living with meaning, right? And for it just to be based around food, it was like, wow, man, this is incredible. And it wasn't at the start anything to do with, you know, the animals, the land, right? My health, it was everything to do with curiosity, right? Mm. It was just curious about what it is. And my curiosity just started to like provide so many beautiful answers that just resonated like with where I could see myself. And that's what I want to talk about. And that's like my big message around this lifestyle. We tend to close ourselves off by thinking I could never be vegan. I could never not eat meat or dairy. We close ourselves off by even thinking about what it could mean in the long run right we don't ever think about the person we're going to be even if we gave this like a little bit of chance like 
what could that mean for our life moving forward? Could that mean longevity? Could that mean so much more compassion for more beings? Could that mean, you know, being a more um, being more conscious and aware around our environment and how we participate with it? Like, you know, it's such a broad kind of um, way of living, but you know, there's so much beauty in it and. For me, I don't like to drown people with certain things. I just really like to live my life in a way that I feel is moving me in the right direction. And if that resonates with people, then, hey, I'm here for it. Amazing. Let's let's talk about those changes that you noticed in yourself. You said it was, I guess, opening your eyes to who you could be, what you could achieve, the the real impact that you could have in the world. Did you notice huge physical changes as well that excited you? Was there mental changes in the way that you slept, your fatigue, your ability to focus, work, all of those things. Because I've, I'm not vegan personally, but I actually done probably similar to you a little while back, actually it wouldn't have been the same time that you'd done it in 2018. Mm. And I went on a three month journey and I felt great. And I got some really close mates out of vegan and have a produce business and are really passionate about it. I'd be interested to see how you felt or hear how you felt. Mine was like a complete state of being shift, right? And I I had this feeling and this idea of the person that, you know, I wanted to become, right? And it wasn't anything sort of like different, but it was, man, I just want to be someone who has more love, right? I want to be someone who is just a lot happier. I want to be someone who is just way more compassionate, right? And this lifestyle really just provided that for me you Mm. know it opened me up to like wow man I can just give so much more love right I'm I'm so much more connected to so many different things because I'm way more empathetic right I'm way more sort of connected to myself because I now have control over an awareness around everything around me and what eating this kind of food would mean you know, it's just gaining a bit of power back in. And, and the way that I way that I looked at it all was just finally being able to see. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's and that that was that's the lens that it just provided for me. And I still carry it, right? There's definitely some days where me and my wife, you know, we joke about, you know, man could just smack back a Big Mac or, you know, just go through yeah. KFC drive through and just get some chicken. But I don't, it'll never get to that sort of like stage, you know, because like I can go through the health things, I can go through the environmental things, but as soon as I start to think about another being like being sacrificed just for me getting the satisfaction of taste, it just, it's not a, it's not a big enough reason, you know? So it's easy enough to sort of like step away from, from those ideas and dreams. I love seeing your passion behind it and I can see how much it means to you now. And, and it's nice to see that go from an idea to, to a way of life. And we talk about mm. a way of life and, and now a way of living, a, a way of business for you. And I want to nail this name too. You've got an amazing food truck, which I still remember you launching and talking about on social as an idea, even just a few years ago to Puanuku. Beautiful, bro. I'm glad I nailed that. And that's been now a business venture for you and your wife and something that you guys are very passionate about, I can see. And um, I know that you've started to hire. You've got an employee now, which may be mum-in-law. 
Yeah, bro. Have I got yep. that right, which is really cool to hear. Cool to see it kept, kept in the family. Talk to me about this business and the, the reasoning behind starting the food truck. Yeah, so when I made my transition, um, I just started to share a lot of it online. Um, you know, what I was eating, not necessarily thoughts or anything, it was just recipes and started to get a lot of traction. And a friend asked if I could do like a, a food program for him. And I was writing it out. And what I saw was this has the potential just to help so much more people than my one friend. And he obviously was eating meat and dairy at the time, but I just said, hey, I, I, I'll do a food program, but I won't add any meat or anything, but you can add it if you like. And through that, going through that process, it just made me think like far out of the other people who might benefit from this. And at the time it was just called, um, you know, vegan food guide, you know, that's all it was called. Yeah. And then my friend who done my graphics for my ebook, she suggested um, the name Tupuanuku. And when I was creating this ebook, the um, there was this big, huge renaissance. There was this sort of um, re-emerging knowledge around, you know, um, Maori sort of ways my ancestors used to live. And the way they used to live, you know, was really in harmony and in sync with the environment and there was a cluster of stars right there's a cluster of stars they're called the Pleiades right and they're just a cluster of stars that you can see in most places but when this cluster of stars is shining brightest at a certain time of the year my ancestors could predict the bounty full of food whether it was coming from the air through birds whether it was coming from the ocean you know, through fish, whether it was coming from the land or where it was coming from the forest or from ever, just by this one cluster, they could see it within this one period and they'll know what kind of food is coming. And so Tupuanuku is one of those stars. And when Tupuanuku was shining brightest amongst that cluster at a certain time of the year, my ancestors knew it was going to be the best time to cultivate and harvest food from the ground. And so me story. being vegan plant-based it was just something that i felt just right you know felt really right in order for that to sort of like be the pathway that we go down and at the time i was doing a lot of research you know maori are winning at all the wrong wrong things right so many health problems right through heart disease you know cancer whatever it may be and so for me a big um, a big thing for me was just all about how can I make this way of living, this way of eating relatable, you know, for my people. I right? love so that. So naming, naming my business Tupuanuku, which is like something Māori can straight away relate to, it, it makes them approach the business, the idea, the meaning, the why, a whole lot easier as if it was just vegan, vegan food truck. Yeah. Right? So that was the reasoning behind it. But also knowing that when people do come up, it's a great conversation to let people know because everyone always asks like, what's Tupuanuku? In terms of thinking about it as a business, like was it a good business strategy? You know, but at the time had no idea about business, right? Still don't know any, any idea about business, but 
I wouldn't change it for the world, bro. I love that. And I think what you've done is you've found something that's a passion and a purpose to you. You've attached an identity to it. You've attached a greater purpose to your business because it's about your people and helping not just mainstream, but, but like I said, the people that you're attached to your ancestors, something that you're obviously very proud of and, and is a big part of your name too, you know, plant-based Maori. And, and it's, it's a really interesting conversation, which you could digress for hours on is our indigenous people. And, you know, I know here in Australia, our indigenous people have battled with, you know, my family has indigenous background, which we've discovered more recently in the last five or so years. And, it's been nice looking into that and understanding that a little bit more, but seeing also the real impacts that Western culture and Western food has had on indigenous people, mm-hmm. because it is something that was not born or bred into their genetics. You know, they were, they were meant to live off the land and they understood the land. And so to see you going back and, and playing your part in that is really exciting to see. And I love your message and I love watching this journey. I want to quickly dive into you spoke about something before and it's sustainability. And I love that word because it's something I spoke about with a nutritionist and endurance athlete on my last podcast. And we spoke about how, if it isn't sustainable, it just won't last. And I almost, Mm. I guess, pinned it to, you know, building the temple that is your body on a foundation that hasn't set just yet. And, you know, you need to give time for that foundation to set before you build the temple. Otherwise it will come crumbling down. And for Mm. you, it looks like these things have, very much sustainably and and practically become a part of your life now for long term where mm. do you see say sobriety playing i know for you now you i think it was your birthday or or maybe your box party or something like that mm. you enjoyed your first drinks in a while and talk to me about this journey moving forward now and how you see all these pieces playing a part in your life your sustainability, you know, it's such a powerful thing just to even contemplate when you're thinking about the decisions that you make, when you're thinking about, you know, what it is that you're doing, you know, because when you think about sustainability, you're thinking about, you know, where you're going to end up or how it's going to play out. Whereas if you're just making mindless decisions about certain things, right, it's easy to sort of like, it's hard to build a foundation, right and I love how you said how sustainability matches foundational building you know it's such a key component to sort of like growth to sort of like standing strong in certain things and so for me you know when we talk about sobriety man it was it wasn't the whole time you know I wasn't drinking alcohol like how I said when we first started my initial sort of goal was to not drink for a year and then when that year finished, I was like, man, this is like going all good. You know, like I don't feel like I'm needing anything. I'm not missing out. So I just kept going. It just kept going. And there was not necessarily any kind of um, like big thing that made me feel like I was missing out on anything. Like it just never surfaced for me. I was going to bucks parties, you know, went to weddings, birthdays, whatever. And I just didn't feel the need to drink. But I guess as I was moving through it last year and knowing that myself and my wife were getting married, I started to think about, you know, like the full experience of that, right? And I was thinking about, you know, alcohol, the Bucks party, and perhaps, you know, I started to feel, I don't know if it was like um, guilty or anything, but 
I just started to think about my bros, you know, I started to think about my best mates and I, if I was just alcohol free, like what would that mean? I still feel it would have been okay. They still would have had a good time. But for me, I was like, man, if there was any time to drink, right, it would be now, you know, it yeah. would be during this period of my life. And I mentioned that on the podcast I had with Ice and it was around, like a big part of my identity was tied up on and me being alcohol free, you know, I was just, you know, a big part of like how I felt about myself was just knowing that man, I'm alcohol free. So man, I feel I'm pretty good here, you know, and it's good in a way, but then I started to think about man, who am I without if I did drink, like, does that make me a bad person? Does that, you know, does that change everything about like who I am? And I guess the same argument could be had around veganism, around me being plant-based. But for this period of time that I'm in, you know, there's strong conviction to sort of like say that this is the hat that I'm going to continue to wear in terms of me being vegan plant-based. But going through my transition into drinking again, as long as I set boundaries like with my friends, you know, saying like, hey, I'm just going to drink when I want to drink, you know, don't make me get too silly or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife was supporting it. She wanted me to sort of like, you know, have a good time and things like that. Family. And I didn't make it sort of like a big thing on social media. But for me, it was just as long as the people around me knew my intentions around it, um, then it was good. But many mistakes, bro. Like there was a season of just a lot of piss, right? A lot of raging just in the mm -hmm. summer season. And old habits came through, right? Like old habits came through. And as I started to think about it, like more intentionally, just um, over the last couple of months, it was like, if there was anything holding me back, it was me drinking, right? Because I'd drink and then I'd come out and then I feel like, yo, I want to get back on the right track. And then I'd drink again and then I'll fall back. Like I couldn't find the balance of me moving, making progressive steps forward while drinking like mm. it just couldn't I could I haven't found the balance in it and so I'm at a point now where it's like my relationship is more important to me than drinking right me being a better person is more important to me than drinking right me growing the business is more important to me than drinking so for this period of time I'm just in a space where I'm just not drinking in that way um, at the moment not to say that I'm not drinking ever again, but I'm going to be a lot more thoughtful about when it is that I am drinking. So that's been the process for me. Um, I could potentially go into a space where I go alcohol free again, but for the meantime, I'm just enjoying, you know, being open and transparent about this experience, as well as just being a lot more aware around how I choose to engage with alcohol. That may be the thing that I really enjoy about watching your journey the most is your ability to see what is becoming a part of your identity to allow yourself to detach from it and, and really make sure that that true identity is just who you are from the inside out. I'm going to let you go because I know you've got a whole heap of things to do this afternoon, business, fitness related. Um, but honestly, it's, it's been an amazing opportunity to share your story on the experience. I love watching your journey. I want to, want to make sure that Everyone who listens or watches this interview gets the opportunity to do that too. So where can they find you and where's the go-to links to make sure that they 
um, can definitely, it'll be in our description of this episode, but just give it a shout out. Awesome, brother. Um, first and foremost, though, bro, just appreciate your time. And it's good to be on the side of the um, of the podcasting and just being able to let it rip. So appreciate your time, bro, and the My invitation. Um, really, really do well in the space, bro. So um, just want to give you a big acknowledgement for that as well. Uh, but you. for those of you who are listening, uh, my, you'll be able to find me just mainly on Instagram where I'm probably the most sort of like present, uh, which is at plant-based Māori. Uh, but also on Facebook, I do a public page on there as well, uh, which the username is plant-based Māori. And then I have my uh, podcast as well, uh, which is Planting Seeds, which is similar to this as well, just diving uh, beneath the la- the layers with guests um, and really talking about, you know, the things that matter most to them um, and how they've come to be. So, yeah, that's where you'll be able to find me. It's been an absolute pleasure, bro. And to everyone who listened and watched, make sure that you plant those seeds in your garden, that garden of your identity to be the best version of yourself. That's what this life is about. It's about discovering purpose and pursuing it with everything you've got. Ladies and gentlemen, the plant-based Maori. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Thanks, brother. Thanks so much, brother. I really appreciate it. No, all good, bro. I really enjoyed that too, bro. Thank you. Absolute legend. Thank you so much. (laughs) 